you know, time can go really fast when you focus off the things that want to cause you to get anxious and worry. They really do. But when you give your time to Jesus, things change. Really change. And we're starting to see this at church right now about peace. It's come up a couple of times already in the meeting. We're all wanting peace. We're all looking for peace. And we're looking out here. The world is desiring peace. It, it, it spends hundreds of millions of pounds creating treaties for peace. There are lots of promises made for peace. And yet they only last for a small period of time. Okay. But we know that the status quo of peace, peace can change so very easily. It's very fragile. The world we're living in right now, this society, is that peace? Is that right? No. <laughs> There's... We're living in, in a sense of peace right now, okay? But underneath there's an undercurrent, a, a lot of bargaining going on, there's a lot of um, talking going on to keep the peace. And if we're relying on the peace that we see around us, then that's definitely not something that we need to be trusting in as Christians. Let me read something to you. This is in John 16.33. This is the Amplified Version, Rich. It says this, Jesus said, I have told you, I've told you these things, so that in me you may have perfect peace. You'll read it, it says peace, peace, perfect peace. And confidence. In this world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. Everyone go, but take courage, be, be of good cheer, be confident, certain, undaunted. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In this world, you will have... Now, there's a... We, we need to understand that if we're trusting in the world... It doesn't look like there's any hope. Whether we're in the world or in Christ, we're going to suffer tribulation, frustration. It's going to come. The world's designed to bring it. This world isn't designed to, to flower and make us all grow nice and put big fat smiles on our face. It's, if I put a bunch of bricks outside and leave them, they'll go over time, into randomness. They'll stop looking like bricks 
and eventually become a pile of rubble. If someone hasn't reached them. <laughs> if someone hasn't taken them, yes. And this is what the world is at. Sin is in the very biological nature, the bacterial nature of the world, and everything goes to random, everything goes to dust, everything dies. These are some definitions, dictionary definitions of peace. A normal, non-warring of a nation, group, or the world. A state of mutual harmony. A cessation, which means a stopping of, a freedom of it or any strife or disunion. Freedom of mind or annoyance or anxiety, a state of serenity and tranquility, all definitions of peace, some external, some internal, okay? Now the reality of it is, without Jesus, we're looking for peace externally. And like we know, it's never going to be there long enough. There's always a war taking place. There's always conflict going on. And if it isn't happening in, in a nation, or a neighbourhood, or in a family, or in an individual, there's disunity and issues and problems taking place. From the external into the internal, there's conflict. Today, we as individuals have our lives under a microscope. There's powers at work trying to disable our freedom. By saying words over the phone, we can activate all sorts of um, wake-up calls on our life. As there's interventions going into our phone calls, into our messages into our emails, wherever they may be. And we know the big brother system is there. And that's all in the, same, in, in, in the name of peace, I might add. And some of the things I haven't got a problem with, I really haven't. The law is there, the Bible said, for the lawbreaker. Think about that. The law's there for the lawbreaker. If you're not breaking the law, all these measures become irrelevant. You won't get paranoid if you're not carrying nothing. I've carried things and been paranoid. And I've got nothing to hide any longer. So I'm not bothered. They can stick a microscope over me. That's freedom. People have issues and anxieties and fears for when they're trying to hide something. So, when we're not 
There's no power to come and take away our peace. I've just, do you get that? Do you get that? As Christians then, we've got to realise, first lesson, first point, real peace cannot be found in or from the world. It's impossible. Can't happen. The Bible says we're in the world and not of it. Prophetically speaking, the, the world is winding up, according to scripture. As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the last days. When there's all sorts of things going on that are absolutely out, out there in abnormality and wickedness and darkness. And it's taking place in front of our very eyes. But be of good cheer. That's what Jesus said. Be of good cheer. When all these things are taking place, first and foremost, we're going to experience trials and tribulations. This is good news, isn't it? Do you know what? The Bible's real. It's full of lots of characters who you probably steer away from. Because they were kind of bad people. And they've done some crazy things. But God was using them. We've got to let our faith take us beyond the tribulation, beyond the anxiety. What's it say here? Be confident, courageous, even when these things come. And know that God is and has conquered it for us. It can't come near us. He's taken away the power for it to harm us. No. I said it's taken away the power for the word to get us and harm us and, and take... Now, let's be real. We've got to know Jesus as Saviour. We've got to know Jesus as Saviour. We've got to be born again. And if anyone isn't born again or are not sure about being born again, come and speak to me, speak to Stuart, speak to someone else and say... Just to clear it up, just to tidy up it up so you can settle down and say, yeah, I'm born again. If you're not, then seriously consider what I'm saying. Because it's really, really important. I've been a Christian all my life. England's a Christian nation. That's what we're here. Well, it isn't, first and foremost. But the only definition of a Christian is, you must be born again. There's no such thing as a Christian without being born again. You might be religious and follow the things that your mum did and your grand did and turn up at the church where they went all your life. But if you don't know Jesus and gave give him the opportunity to come in and change you from the inside out, then you you can't claim the promises of God because they, they don't belong to you. God wants you more than you know. But we must be born again before we can see the kingdom of God, John, John 3 talks about. So real peace cannot be found in the world. We need to understand that. We're never going to find the peace in the world. It might look nice for a bit. 
Might even feel okay for a bit, but it will pass. It's not God peace. It's not God peace. And like I said earlier on, in Mark 24, verse 6, it says, And you will hear of wars and rumours of wars. And then there's these three, half a dozen words are great. See that you are not troubled. See that you are not troubled when we hear of all them things. And I think, I'm so used to hearing about it. Man, I can get on the front line on the telly. I can go on the internet and be in it... With looking out the camera of a chap who's carrying it, dodging the bullets. You know what I'm saying, don't you? We can be there, eating with tea, seeing hungry kids, being there. When I first saw them children, I was absolutely devastated. I eat with tea now, watching them, and you do. peace we're, we're hearing it smack bang in the middle of this time the Bible calls it the last days the last days man versus man there'll always be one man wanting one thing and another man wanting something else like I said neighbourhoods countries, neighbourhoods, families individuals it's interesting because in Romans 7 to 23, it talks about Paul saying, he's got two laws working within, within him. I want one thing, and I can th- see another law working in me to make me do the other. So the conflicts are within us as well. The truth is that eternal, sorry, external peace is always a temporary, stable peace. External peace is always a temporary, unstable peace and subject to change. I was reading and I've come across this and I've read it for ages and I thought, just for a season, listen to this. Ecclesiastes 3, verses 1 to 8. To everything... There is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep. And a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather up stones, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain, and a time to lose, a time to keep. And a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, 
and a time of peace. In everything, there is a season. In the world, this external peace is temporary, unstable, and subject to change. We will never find peace in the world. As Christians, and maybe non-Christians here, you've got to realise it will always leave you looking for something more. It will always leave you dissatisfied. Hope in the way the world hopes, not the way that God hopes, as Stuart mentioned earlier. This is awesome. But there is another piece. In John 14, 27, it says this. Jesus said, Peace, I leave you. My peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give it to you. Do not let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. The Amplified says this. Peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. I love this bit. You're going to say it there. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed and do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated cowardly or unsettled unsettled wow and this is God this is Jesus saying I give it to you and for us as Christians we have it we have it, the free gift of Jesus' peace. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 21, 22. Love, joy, peace. It's the fruit of the character of God that's in us. So when all this stuff going on here, Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Why? Because the power of peace within us, when it's accessed and allowed to live, can resist and be not unsettled by all the things that are going on, that, which is confusing and wild and wicked. I saw um, there was a, a competition but the best way to describe peace in a painting, and the winning painting was, um, if you looked at it, it was a picture of um, a stormy night, like the floods that have hit the banks around Wales, and, that, and the waves being smashed up against the shore. And I was looking at the picture, and I thought, what's going on? It was the winning picture. I thought, what's going on? And I studied it for a little bit. And... Amongst all the, the storm and the, the wildness of it all, if you look really carefully, in the little cleft of a rock, 
was a robin. And it was asleep. <laughs> no. All this can go on. But that bird was asleep. At peace. Rested. Unsettled. Undaunted. He was confident in that rock. It could not be God. He was not bothered by it all. At peace. And that is how God wants us to live. Amongst all the storms of life. Even when they're close. Even when they're in the house where we live. Even when sometimes they're in the house where we live. When it's almost overthrowing us. The, the power of peace in us. God peace. Jesus peace. The same peace Jesus used. And lived with and experienced. That same peace is in us to conquer the things that come into our lives. I don't know if you're getting this. It's there for us to be accessed. We can go and pull it out the drawer of the spirit and take it out. And it belongs to me. It belongs to you. It's gifted from God. So that when all these things come, they don't have to floor us and get us into despair and cause us to run away and know, I don't know what to do. It's all getting to be better, come on. But we can step back. Get it together. Think about it. Actively access peace. And allow that to come. And how do I allow that to come? Then you start thinking about who you are as a Christian. You start recognising what's big and what's small. In priority and value and power. I've said this before, but in this context it works as well. I arrived in Africa the first time in the dead of night. Half eleven. Meeting a guy I'd never met before. The only white face in this airport in Dar es Salaam. And I was meeting a black guy who had never met me either. And then that was, that was anxious times. Getting in the back of the car after meeting him and being drove past Muslims celebrating Eid in the back of Africa. And going to a, a place into a room that was really wild. Scary. Like going back in the 1950s James Bond movie. Into a room with cockroaches and fans and holes in the floor being toilets. And having to wait there for five hours. Thinking, am I ever going to get out of this place? Is this my destiny? Am I going to die here? And all around me was scared. Wondering, what am I doing? Sid, what are you doing in Africa? What did you do that for? So I was looking at all the external and I was scared. And I sat on the end of the bed. On the chair, sorry. I, wouldn't have, I didn't lie on the bed. I wouldn't go on there. There's too many things flying around and crawling. No way. Anyway. I sat there. And I opened the Bible. And I started speaking in tongues. And I just started 
focusing on him, focusing on who I am in him, and not focusing on all this stuff that was getting me all het up and anxious. And gradually, gradually, all the, the balance started to change. All changed. And where I was absolutely, particularly scared for a time, and anxious, it, the, the tables turned, and I was able to sit there confidently at peace, knowing this is just something I'm just going through. And these are things that we're going to have in our lives. If we don't stumble on them, they're going to find you. The world's designed <coughs> to do that. Don't learn to put your tent up when it's the storms coming. Practice putting it up. Practice peace. Practice peace. As Christians, pull peace out the drawer. Worship's a great place to do it. And just sit there. And just thank you, Jesus. And the stuff that's going on that could get your attention, that could, that sometimes should have your attention, not if it's taking your peace away. Peace is the priority. Peace is the, pri the contention, the contentment of the heart and the spirit. To sit in the midst like that bird. All hell's breaking loose around you. Your people, all the friends, your family who, who are saying, come on, come on, you're not doing anything. You should be doing this, you should be doing that. Sitting and establishing peace in my heart. So the things that I do are going to be done with a peaceful attitude. I'm not going to get frightened. I'm not going to get scared. I'm not going to get motivated by anger or aggression. I'm going to do this with a sense of peace in my heart. And that's health for the mind, health for the heart, health for the body. That we can walk In the midst of the storm, everyone's going mad. What are we going to do? He's got the chief to fall asleep in the boat. Look at it. What are we going to do? It's going mad out there. We're going to drown. Look, wake him up. No, I'm not waking him up. We're going to drown. We're going to drown. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. What, what? It's coming in the boat, Lord. <laughs> the water's coming. We're going to sink. He did say, we're going to go to the other side. Nothing can stop that taking place. Nothing can stop. When God said he's going to do something, he's going to do something. Amen. He is. So we get up and it's, oh. What? Where's your faith? Peace. Still, by the way, the same authority of peace that Jesus said that with is in every single one of us. No less, maybe more. No different. I've heard stories where hurricanes were coming and tornadoes and people 
standing out and saying, you aren't coming. Go. You don't cross this path. There's a boundary set. And sure enough, then things have moved. The houses or the churches in, uh, have remained and stayed. And these things have... The tornadoes have probably uh, have either died or changed their direction. I mean, it's a shame for the people who were in the path of that. But the, the authority in Jesus is that we have that authority over creation. We have it. He cursed the fig tree. It looked like and should have been prepared, uh, bearing fruit. But it wasn't. It was a con on the, on the idea of the fig tree. It had flowers and should have bared fruit and it didn't. And Jesus cursed the tree. Cursed the tree. So when he passed by the next day, it, was, it wasn't there. It had been... It died from the roots up. Don't believe for a minute that he got any pleasure from that. Because he's a life giver. He's a, an opportunity to give a person another chance. And another chance. And another chance. But peace. It's something we're going to go on in the next few weeks to talk about why we need to know it. That, to make decisions with an attitude of peace. To walk in peace. To be a peacemaker. That we can go out and release peace into certain situations. But this is peace in us. This is God's equipped us. Say, I'm equipped. I'm equipped. There's two people say that. Five people said that. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> the peace of God. You know, the Hebrew Jewish word for peace is called shalom. Shalom. And it's a greeting. Whether people come, I know, shalom, or go, God bless, shalom to you. And that is incredible, because our words are very, almost one-dimensional. Yet Hebrew and Greek has got lots of different levels to their, uh, the depth of their word. But shalom means, um, you're saying to someone, shalom is well, friendly. And what it brings is health. It's what you're greeting someone with. Be healthy, shalom. It's prosperity. That you're, contentment and wholeness to the whole man. It's uh, wholeness from the top of the head to the sole of the feet. Shalom. Be whole and complete. The whole man in the soul and spirit. Be content, whole. So peace for the Jew is a great deep word. And do you think that's the, the, the peace word that Jesus spoke to us in <coughs> When he said peace to us, means he was a Jew and an Israelite, there he spoke peace. peace. Hallelujah. Isaiah 26.3 says this. 
and I'll probably bring this up somewhere later in the next two or three weeks. You guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace, whose, whose mind, both its inclination and its character, is stayed on. perfect peace when our mind and we've developed in our character that we are thinking on him remember what we say what you give attention to you empower what you give attention to you empower no one can be tempted by things they don't like Think about it, come on. No one's going to be tempted. You're not going to be tempted if, about Brussels sprouts if you don't like Brussels sprouts. You're not going to be tempted about chocolate if you're not interested in chocolate. And that's a very few people, I would imagine. But it's only something that you want, that you know wouldn't benefit you if you had it. It's the thing that you want. Come on. I've got a bunch of saints in here. Yeah, go on, say yeah. Here we are. <laughs> so what we give attention to, we empower. If we give attention to things that are going to be a problem and create an issue and bring temptation, whatever it is we think about, we make bigger and bring about an issue or a problem. But God said... If you keep your mind on him, you will have constant, perfect peace. When we walk into a situation and it's a bit uncomfortable, if we've trained ourselves and built the habit up of thinking about God in the situation, who he is and who we are, we can walk into a storm and have perfect peace. And be really helpful. It's not with mourning with the mourners, is it? And just mourning. It's, it's not the right thing to do. It doesn't help. It just creates a bigger noise. You need to go in there and mourn with peace and understanding and wisdom so that we can know and help and support correctly. So... I'll speak over you now. Perfect peace. That in the things of your day and the things of your night, that you'll know the perfect peace of God. Cheers, Rich. Completeness, wholeness, health, peace, welfare. This is something written down there. Soundness. Good, a good thinking, good mind. The Bible says that we've got a mind, uh, spirit of love, power, and a sound mind, soundness, common sense. Yeah? Perfectness, fullness, we're not missing anything. An absence of agitation. Discord. And that's what, how they greet one another. We know how important words are.
So when you, it's a great way to say, you know, shalom, brother, shalom, sister, and speak that over your family. So if you haven't said it before, they might think you're a bit of a weirdo, but, <laughs> but we say that out of a heart of love, and if we mean it, it's the best. It's the best greeting one could do, really, when you think about it. Shalom. When you're understanding. So peace. Right now. Thank you, Lord. That we, as a group of people, a bunch of believers who love you, Jesus, access your peace more and more in our life that we know shalom to our own bodies through and through and we learn to access this power of peace peace in our social lives in the way we move and what we do how we make choices and how we hear and do the things you ask us to do. So we give you praise. And thank you Father. In Jesus name. Amen. Now does anyone. Does anyone want. To receive Jesus right now. They want to give their lives to Jesus. They want to know forgiveness in their lives an opportunity for anybody. Thank you, God. God bless. Have a good week. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Good.